one. Good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Been gone for a minute, now I'm back. Making my return. Somebody I've interviewed before, but he back in the city, so it's only right I bring him back. My man, Facet. Used to go by Facet Studio, now it's just Facet. What you been up to, man? Um, I never went by Facet Studio. <laughs> you didn't? Everybody just called me Facet Studio because oh, okay. that was the name of my company. Oh, all right. You yeah. never went by Facet? I, just, I know it's Hassan. Yeah, I, I, I went by Hassan and then I just went straight into going by Facet. How many people call you Suleiman? Nobody. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. That's cool. That's cool. But, I got uh, rid of those names. Those are like Cassius Clay to me. What is? Suleiman, Hassan, any of them. I just go by Facet. That's it. You just said you don't go by Facet. I said I don't go by Facet Studio. Oh, okay. I, mm-hmm. Okay, so you just go by Facet. Mm-hmm. Not Face T. Nah. <laughs> Sometimes Falset. Falset. <laughs> so, man, what, you know, welcome to D.C., man. How you doing, man? It's always been a trek on your uh, 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 on your marketing, man, D.C. So what brings you to D.C. today, man? Well, you know, um, D.C. has always been good to me. So um, I hosted yesterday Rose Bar. Uh, but also had a lot of a lot of different uh, talent that was out here that I met up with in my lingerie lounge and just bringing lingerie to the city and things of that nature. Just more business and more more business, more vibes, more more facet, man. That's it. Cool, cool, cool. When I met you, and I don't even know how long ago it was, man, but you uh, were four years, six months, three. No, no. Man. <laughs> <laughs> You were basically, if somebody would have asked me to describe you, I would have said a photographer. Mm-hmm. If someone asked me to describe you today, I wouldn't really say photographer. What would you describe so, me as? I don't know. That's why I'm going to ask you. <laughs> a businessman. A businessman. Okay. He's a businessman. Entrepreneur. He's a go-getter, grinder, right? Mm-hmm. So I am going to ask you this, though. So you've made the transition from photographer to businessman. Maybe. So, yeah. So... Describe what that transition is or what that looks like. And have you made that transition? You know, I feel like I'm going to keep transitioning until a person doesn't have a category for me. You know, until they describe me as Facet. What is he? That's Facet. What does he do? Every fucking thing. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck he does. Because there's so much shit that I do that people don't know. You know, like right. major record labels right now, their budgets come through me for their songs, you know? Can you say who or no? Mm, no, I never do because it's a part of, all of it is a part of everything. You know, you never know when something is organic and when it's not, you know? Um, because <laughs> you, I mean, because you, it's, it's obvious that I do market, but the one thing in marketing is not letting you know that you're being marketed. You know what I mean? So. Uh, that for those reasons is why I wouldn't say I, they wouldn't mind if I said. Okay, but let me ask you this: What's the biggest budget marketing you've done for a record label? Mm-hmm. And you ain't got to say the artist or the record label. What's the biggest marketing budget you've done? Uh, largest, uh, close to about a hundred grand. Hundred grand? Uh, yeah, but even that now to me is like, mm, like, is that where y'all want to go? You know what I mean? Because it's like there's that's not a large budget, or that. that's a that's a common radio budget. You know, but you're not take like what I do is not like radios, like radio, visual, you know. Uh, so and then it's also a grassroots, you know, type of thing, because I can get like music played 
I can get music played like like anything because like, let's put it like this if a model posted somebody's song how many times did she post their song before we're on to her you know what I mean like <laughs> if the artist posted their own song how many times could they post their own song until we're on to them alright Khaled stop fucking posting this shit you know <laughs> me I could post this shit behind the scenes I could post it in commercials I post it so many fucking ways and that's only me telling you know somebody two ways from millions of fucking ways that I'm able to do some shit, you know? So you're so, a marketing guru? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I am, you know? I might be a dad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I might be a chauvinistic fucking pig. <laughs> I might be, might be a community leader. I might be a teacher. I might be a graphic editor. I might be a graphic designer. I might be a motherfucking singer. I might be a rapper. I might be a So there's no limits? I'm just me, man. You know, and that's the whole thing. You know, my whole thing is is to stretch the bounds of not thinking of yourself in terms of putting a cap on yourself. You know, just doing whatever the fuck you want to do and not thinking that you're not going to be good at it. You know, and like, who's to say that you're not going to be fucking amazing at it? Like, more amazing than everybody, you know? And no matter what it is, like, I, we're in a room right now where there's lights and I know that they can't see that because of the podcast but if I want to recreate that light machine and I truly want to do that and I look at it there's no fucking way the guy who created that is smarter than me you understand like and if I have his invention to map out to and other light and it's like it's like so much has already been mapped out for you you know that you can literally just buy something and fucking dissect it and you'll know a, a part of how that works and we could do that a million times over with videos like YouTube and, and things like that that there's nothing you can't learn how to fucking do and then you'll start looking like these lights move fucking stupid you know what I mean like mm -hmm. and then you're just done with them like I thought about that when I thought about I told you the other day buying that Rolex and the only thing I could think about of the Rolex that would make me buy it is the fact that the, the hand doesn't stop you know I said, am I that fucking impressed that they had a continuous hand? That they timed a second, right? That's it. This is going to spin. Uh, all right, slower. Precision timed. Nigga, this is, they timed that shit for over 50 years ago, at least. And if you brought a Rolex, they probably told you that they did it for 150, 170 years. And can nobody figure out how to time a hand not moving at a second, my nigga? Now, diamond it up. Why Why you got to pay for that? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's stupid because you can't, you can't, res the resale value of it will never be in Rolex. It will be in the diamonds and the gold, you know? Right. So if you, you could have took the diamonds and the gold, and you could have got a smoother transition if you paid another thousand dollars just to have a smooth transition. You feel what I'm saying? Right. I say that to say, none of us should be limited to saying that we're one thing, a plumber or this or that. We have so many capabilities. Anytime, any day you want to switch what you are or add to what you are or subtract what you are. Speaking of the word transition, in no, trainings. No, I'm playing. I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> that is a transition. <laughs> be who you feel comfortable want to be. <laughs> Speaking of the word transition. But yeah. what's the biggest lesson 
you've probably learned in making transitions mm. from this to that to this to that. What was the biggest lesson uh, in transitions? What's the thing, most difficult part of transition? Mm, that nobody's your enemy. That's the biggest thing that I learned in transition. Nobody's your enemy, and 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 quite frankly, there aren't too many people that should pray, you know. And <laughs> and and I say that to say, you see, when you build an enemy or you build a friend, you're you're building foundation for that particular aspect of life, you know. And if the paradigm shifts this might not be your friend anymore. You know what right. I'm saying? And this might not be your enemy anymore, you know? And this enemy may now have to fucking be your friend. And so if you created a cold, hard fucking enemy with them, now they the paradigm doesn't shift for them as much as it, as quickly or at the same time that it shifts for you. And they don't want to be your fucking friend. Now you got to wait a year to convince this motherfucker to be your friend that is best for both of y'all. You know what I mean? Like, so, and, and to say it just like that, like we could be both bloods and crips. You a crip, I'm blood. And every day I'm trying to shoot you, right? And you end up being the hottest record label out and I'm the hottest motherfucking rapper. And I'm like, dog, what I need is your label, you know? And you're like, what I need is a rapper, but fuck him, man, he's a blood. You know what I'm saying? Like, like wait, hold on, we're not even in the hood no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> You stay in you stay in Calabasas, dog, and I stay in Miami. What are you fucking you talking about? But you a blood, my nigga. You used to bang on the block on the block you don't stay at no more. So that's the paradigm shift that I'm saying. Like if you really are looking to transition, you're gonna re meet people a plethora of different ways, and you never want to re meet them on a negative way. That's the one way I never want to meet re meet a person negatively. Because ultimately, if I'm in a circle with you it's to be productive or I don't want to fucking meet you at all you know what I mean so that's, that's the one thing I learned even saying like oh fuck that photographer fuck that manager fuck that record label fuck that like even when I speak on 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 systems you'll notice that I speak on systems but I don't mm, I don't speak on systems specifically you know what I mean like I don't say well, people within the system yeah, pe like a person you right. know what I mean I got you. because even that person could be a puppet and and be useful in a paradigm shift that you have later on you know and may not want to be uh, named next to you because you didn't say that they're a bitch you know what I'm saying like, like so so and, and and I say that because you know imagine how much I, I speak on eating organic two years ago I was eating meat so imagine I'm speaking on pe particular people and then now I'm, now I'm not eating meat. And right. I'm like, hey, I can't reach out to these people. And then you curse me out, man. You can call me a, a vegan bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so that's why I said no enemies makes it easier to transition through wherever. No permanent friends, no permanent No enemies. permanent people. J j just permanent agenda. I, I just see it all as reciprocity. You do for me, I do for you. And when the situation switches, if you're still doing for me, I'm still doing for you. You know, and there's always something that can be done. Okay. You can go give me a fucking juice, and I could fucking edit this for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I don't drive, and you don't edit. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. so I got you. I got a, you. There's a difference always, but there's always a way that there's always a common ground between a prince and a pauper. You know? Got you. So with that being said, how long have you been? Let's just say industry in the industry. Whether it's modeling, photography, how long have you been in the industry? Like, like really in the industry, about right. fourteen years. 14. But you know, like I've come up in this 
you know, around my whole life. Right. No, I asked you for a specific reason. Mm -hmm. Because you were around before social media. Mm -hmm. Your brand was built before social media. Mm -hmm. Then this thing called social media came around, right? Mm -hmm. So my question is, what role has social media played in your brand development? And has it hurt, helped, what? What do you you say about social media? I feel like I'm always going to be on the edge of whatever is first. And... And as long as we all have the same cards, I'm going to win. That's, that's how I feel. Social media, to me, I, I can't really even gauge. Sorry. No, it's cool. Social media, to me, I can't really even gauge um, the difference. It is a difference. Like, you can pinpoint specific things. Like, if I was running a lingerie line, trying to get it visually seen to people in another state you could imagine would be extremely hard without the ability of social media or modern technology. But if we don't have social media, I'm going to be the hardest person going locally where I am and then move like I used to move. You remember before social media, I was in D.C., Atlanta, Mm -hmm. you were going to know me everywhere. You know what I mean? Now it's just social media just made it easier for me to be there before I get there or still remain there after I leave, you know. but Is it more cost efficient? Sometimes. You know, sometimes it's more cost efficient, but just like a president, sometimes you got to actually touch base certain places. People have to see you. They have to feel your energy and your presence just to know that you're real and that you do real things and that um, and that you know that you're not a bitch you know what I'm saying like oh some real <laughs> shit cause you know some people like you, you know you have this image of them and then as soon as they have an interaction with a person like damn that motherfucker a bitch and then it's like right so it becomes costly to uh, it becomes cost efficient to be on social media but because of the social media you also have a larger audience to satisfy now, so then that's a cost as well, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily that it's a cost, it's a different cost, and it's a, and it's a different, um, and it's put into something different. You know, like it, me being here doesn't cost me as much now, mm-hmm. but my presence being here, I have to do things that would cost me more. Mm-hmm. Social media is knows who I am, they know me, my face, they know my life, they know my lifestyle. So it would be weird if I showed up to the club not wearing this or not driving this car or not being at this place <laughs> or not paying for everybody when we went to the meal. You know right. what I'm saying? Like It's like, oh, I, I saw you, my nigga. I was used to seeing that. You right. know, so when you're... So that's the expectation you're saying. It's, yeah, it creates an expectation that also creates a budget. And you have to have a budget for the expectation. Right. So right now you're doing the lingerie. Mm-hmm. Um, how's it going? I mean, it's successfully satisfying. Amazing, amazing. Okay. And it, and it just keeps getting better. Okay. So let me ask you, I don't want to talk numbers, but I do want to ask you, what are your top three markets? And why do you think those markets support you so much? As far as lingerie goes? Yeah. Well, we can, we can say whatever. But let's not say L.A. because that's home base. Mm. So that kind of would well, make I sense. I wouldn't say that L.A. is my top market, though. Okay. Would it be your top three? One of your top three? No. Okay. LA is a, a really hateful market, you okay. know. Like, 
you don't see anybody in LA clapping in the audience. They feel like they're supposed to be on stage. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. So I don't even think about things in LA. The fact that people in LA follow me and follow what I do is just a gauge of I must be doing something really fucking amazing because nobody, the nigga in LA will not walk up to you and be like, yesterday a guy walks up to me in DC, I don't know him, and he spends right. two minutes telling me about how he appreciates me. I've never met him. I could meet a motherfucker in L.A. all my whole life. I've never had that happen to me in L.A. You know what I'm saying? Like, but every time I go out of town, it's it's amazingly common. You know, like, oh, I mean, the most hood nigga. Hey, man, you the, you the realest nigga. All right, great. You're in L.A. It could be the most weedy nigga. He's a bitch. You know what I'm saying? What? It's so weird. It's just the way that you're taught um, is... Uh, uh, that's like a crabs in a barrel type of thing because everyone moves to LA to get ahead of somebody else. You feel what I'm saying? So they all feel like if you're performing, you're you're like you're not. They're better than you. You know. So my top markets is normally, honestly, man, it's still southern markets. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, Houston. Shout out Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, Atlanta. Shout out the A. And really Miami. Okay. You know, I think Miami's like a bridge between um, a lot of cities. It's like where a person could feel like famous. It's a transit city. Yeah. Like you could feel famous and, and you could and you could kind of be, rela- like you don't have to hate on somebody necessarily. You know what I'm saying? Like it's so vacation-y. Mm-hmm. You could be in your own vibe or you could be in the hate in Miami. You know what I'm saying? But right. there's different like Miami. Like you could be in that real fuck you, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Or you could be chilling at the beach. But with the pieces that I have, they're, they they give you that kind of vacation feel. Mm-hmm. So that's a very good market for me still. Like pictures always have been a, a vacation. You know, I want to be somebody else type of thing. Uh, same way with lingerie. It's like I want to be some somebody else. And my lingerie is not like inhibiting, not just in the stretch and shit like that, but the colors are like to make you look in the mirror and kind of almost be offended at the way you've seen yourself first. You know, like, like, who am I to walk out here in this lime green? And then in the same sense, you're like, well, damn, I'm finna walk out here in this lime green. You know what I mean? But Miami's a place like that, that it's a nice-ass hotel. And the weather girl might nice be topless. You know what I mean? The weather's nice, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're riding jet skis, you know. But that same particular thing, you know, in certain cities, certain cities have a, a, a aura to make you feel small almost, even though it's a large city. You know, like... Um, if you were in New York City, everyone tells you it's fashion capital, but how many people do you see wear lime green in New York City? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and the person can tell me whatever the fuck they want to say. How many people do you see walk outside in neon green in New York City? It's a common color to see in Miami. You know, like you're going to see a neon bathing suit, a neon top, a neon jacket. I think that's something to do pants. with weather. I think it's something to do with climate. With, I'm not sure. It, I, th- with, I think it New might York be City climate. has good weather, but the buildings block. The sun, for the right. most part, you know, and that's what I'm saying. The color balance of it is off. So, so certain cities will, will work better demographically just from being having. Cameron used to rock the bright pink. And look at look at how it was. It was like <laughs> this nigga is wearing bright pink. 
What the fuck is wrong with him? <laughs> Put on something black, nigga. Put on a black Scully. <laughs> gray at max. Gra black, gray, tan, nigga. <laughs> you know, like it took New York. It took New York niggas a long time. In my eyes, maybe I wasn't seeing in certain places, but in my eyes to wear even bright reds. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like until uh, a lot of blood started coming out that way. But when I started, when I would always see New York and New York movies, black, dark blues, mainly black, grays, mm -hmm. um, and tans. You know, some browns. You know, Are we talking black. males? Or we talking females though? Both. Okay. We're talking males and females. It's like. It's like, it's a place that you're supposed to be like, oh, you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. But really, the, men the mentality is so, you know, it's not like a stop and look at you mentality. No, it's definitely is, not. It's yeah, moving. it is. Moving. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, moving. So right. if you're the girl in the line, I mean, even like we see New York City, you could have a girl in a red dress. She's going to fucking stand out. You know what I'm saying? Like, so imagine in lime green. Oh, you're going to, I can see you from a mile away. Is that you over there in the lime green jacket across Times Square? Yeah, I see. You know what I'm saying? Like, so certain cities almost encourage you not to wear bright colors or, or. Uh, you think Atlanta does? Because you named that as one of no, your Atlanta, Atlanta. In, you said Atlanta in, and Houston. Atlanta's, Atlanta and Houston are driven by strip clubs, you know, mm -hmm. so. The culture is to be flashy. The culture is the girl who could spin up the pole and backflip off. You know what I'm saying? Like the culture is the girl with the wider hips. You know the culture. You know what I'm saying? Like the it, ass, the, it, it really is like a flashy culture. It's like a see me culture, and so they take to those see me type of pieces. You know what I mean? Like oh yeah, I want that bright one. The ones with the glitter. I want mm. that. You know. Because that, that's that mentality. They Think about Atlanta. They could wear these pieces in any club and it would blend straight in. You know what I'm saying? It's, like, <laughs> it's going to blend straight in, you know? So they could wear it in the bedroom. They could wear it in a club. They could wear it during the day. And it's like when it, it's like Miami is. It's kind of like a, a, a through city. It's like we're relaxed enough if that's who you are, but we're also metropolitan enough if that's who you want to be, you know? Um, and, it, and Atlanta has also had a lot of strides from the um, LGBT community. Right. Or LGBTQ or LGBTQRFYZ. Right. I don't know the, the acronym. The acronym, right. But, but the point of saying, it is, right. is that it's taken a lot for people to say, fuck you, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want to do. You mm -hmm. know, and... And you think Atlanta was at the forefront yeah, of that? Yeah, Atlanta is definitely okay. one of the places at the forefront of that because of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And because of the flamboyancy that is attached to that. That you have people wearing brighter colors, you know. Um, I mean, it's like LA. LA has had has that in the in the gay community, you know. Mm -hmm. But outside of the gay community, it's like, what you doing wearing that color? You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, but Atlanta, I think media wise, and and I was there during uh, 2005, 2006. You know, this is around the time that people that you remember Atlanta was known as like the on the download city. Yeah, you know what I'm definitely. So like, people still would say that. Yeah, they still, yeah, they still say that. But what I'm saying is like, it was control. It still is controlled by a very. Um, I don't really know the proper word to say, but you know, uh, uh, flamboyant. I would say, market, mm -hmm. and that vibe. So people that aren't afraid to be flashy. Yeah, because it's it was it's like it's like you have a different type of let's say uh, gay person, right? 
one that is could be reserved and right. and, and out, and one that is and one that is way like out the closet, right? Mm-hmm. And Atlanta's already the flashy city anyway. You grew up chains and Bentleys, and, you know what I'm saying? Like it's right. like who's the flashiest anyway? So if you you know in a transition, you're in the transition in a flashy city, and not only that, the guys in Atlanta really run a lot of the culture for the girls as far as the, the gay men and in terms of hair, makeup. Um, you know, and things of that nature. So when they, when you have a city that has already had people open, already had people get offended by people wearing colors and, you know what I mean, and all of that kind of shit, it makes it way easier down the line to, for it, it to be a city that a person would be accustomed to now wearing colors. And to see that, like in L.A., we started wearing skinny jeans. All right. Right, and first it was, people had to really get hated on first, you know, like, fuck you, skinny jean, motherfucker, you know what I'm saying, like, and now it's so accustomed, like, you're not wearing tailored jeans, you know what I'm saying, what the fuck is wrong with this guy, right, so now in Atlanta it becomes that there was such a flamboyancy that now it's like, you, you don't, you're not wearing no colors to the club, you're not gonna put on some pink heels, you know what I'm saying, you're not gonna... Uh, use your pink hair, your gray wig, you know what I'm saying, that your green wig, yeah, and you'll see that very, very, very common. You're not going to see that as common here in D.C. You'll see it in the strip club environment, but not as common just out walking like girls, no. just out walking down uh-uh. D.C., yeah, with green hair and pink hair, and you know what I'm saying, that kind of shit. Because D.C. <clears throat> has, D.C. is a, a, for lack of a better word, it's, it's a government-run city, government-run exactly. town. You have a lot of women that have jobs where the they can't the wear that to work. They the can't wear that. City I mean, you could, but no, you wouldn't. So you got to imagine, when people go out to Atlanta, they're they're going out to Atlanta in creative jobs. That's what, I, then that's what I'm really trying to say. Okay. That a lot of people, and, and it was led in the, in the LGBT community because these are... Uh, there was a lot of guys going out to be hairstylists and makeup artists in a place where it was more accepted. Accepted. You know what I'm saying? Like, but what are they going out to be? To be gay? No, they're going out to be creative in a place that all of their creativity is more accepted. All of the shit that they want to be, whatever the fuck they want to be, is more accepted. And And in D.C., I don't really see creativity as being accepted. Like, if I was to go outside right now in, in like, a colorful hat, I would really feel weird in D.C. You know, like, I, I would feel it even though I'm me. I would, I feel like there are certain colors that are D.C. Like, even here, I was wearing suit shoes with my slacks. Right. But I knew <clears throat> in D.C., these suit shoes and my slacks means no one's really going to fuck with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it, it, it's just a thing, you know, like, I right. don't know. That was funny. <laughs> so, out of all the products, yeah. because you probably would tell me, you could sell oh, ice water to We sell a lot overseas, though. You know, okay. and that's another thing. What, that wait, overseas, overseas? Is not, overseas is not as inhibited. A lot of places with water, any place, you know what I'm saying, with mm-hmm. uh, Jamaica, okay, Jamaica sells a, okay. a lot. You know what I'm saying? No, but a lot of places in Africa sell a lot, uh, too, but... Some place in Africa, you know. I think it's a tropical. I, I think. I, I, I think. Thing, yeah. I, 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 Any place that you see like Caribana is gonna sell a lot. Jamaica to colors. Jamaica's know, real bright too. Like you know what I'm saying. Every place yeah. that has had a, a cognate, you know, forefront of 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 just having something creative and expression, mm-hmm. the pieces sell. And places that the expression has been inhibited, the pieces don't sell as well. As well. Like in Tanzania, they can't wear these pieces on their Instagram. It's illegal. Wow. 
It's just that's just what it is, you know. So of course they're not gonna sell this one. Right. Thing. Yeah, that's true. You yeah. know. Um, but you know, a city a city can have a, a a feeling that it that it gives you. The city can make you purchase certain things, and it makes you create certain things. I wouldn't create certain certain one of these pieces if I stayed in New York City. If I stayed in New York City, I would probably create my pieces would probably have a, a more sharpness, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. to them. And like, you know, I, I, it's hard to really explain, but like, it, you could normally tell a, a designer from New York. <laughs> I mean, you can. Or if you're a designer in from Paris or, you know what I'm saying? Chicago. Like, yeah, yeah, you're not going to be, there's not going to be like, Oh, this crazy colorful, you know, like that's very uncommon. Not saying that it wouldn't happen. I mean, New York has like 14, 20 million people, you know, in the city, but um, but it's not it's not what's taught there. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So out of all the products that you could have chosen to sell or you sell, what made you pick lingerie? Uh, and that's one of the things you do, but yeah. primarily right now, that's the way you want. I did lingerie. Last time we spoke, you said this is what you were getting ready to do, and yeah. you did it. Yeah. So why lingerie? I just everything? want that to be known, uh, that I said it's what I was getting ready to do. Right. And I did it. You did. And it's being done amazingly. Okay. 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 Yeah, there's a lot of people that was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. You got yeah. your Bentley yet? Because you mentioned that too. I did say that I was going to get a Bentley, and now, <laughs> and now you know what's so funny? What's I could go and get a Bentley, and I don't want to. Want to. I don't even drive a fucking car that I drive, honestly. Yeah, like, I didn't think you drive a lot. Yeah, I don't I don't drive a lot. I, I, I was thinking about, I keep kind of going back and forth with that, because now I said I'm going to get a Range Rover just because it's a larger car. And I'm like, a Bentley, I can't do. The maintenance on it. The maintenance. Good. I know the maintenance is good, but it's not good on a Bentley. You know what I'm saying? But I just figured, let me have, let me have, there is a, and, and I'm going to tell you why. Not because I care for the Range Rover, because I know that there is a certain amount of people that would purchase my product just because they've seen the Range Rover, which makes the Range Rover pay for itself. Meanwhile, I need a larger car to carry shit around. So it's marketing. Everything's always marketing. If I can't make the money back from it, there's no sense of fucking getting it. Like, because the money's a fucking trick. I just want more things, accumulate more things. And if I had $1 and I could keep throwing this dollar out and getting something back with it, I'm going to keep throwing the fucking dollar out. I don't need two dollars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if every time I threw this dollar out, I reeled it back in and here's a car, great. Threw the, I'm throwing the dollar back out. I reeled it back in, here's some yogurt, great. Throw the dollar back out, here's a two-week vacation, great. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I will really, I don't even fucking think about the money so the money will come. You know what I'm saying? And it comes and it goes and it comes and it goes. But it, but when I look up, like, <clears throat> one month, one month I did very well. And at the end of the month, it was very I was very low in cash. Mm-hmm. It came back. It came back very soon after that. But when I was low in cash, I started looking around at what I had that month. And like I told you, I had stopped even owning the camera. You know, right. that month I went and brought another camera, another lens, another right. light, digital projector, another another this. I had my my registration, my car. And this, that, and the other, another apartment. My son had this. You know, they like mm-hmm. I brought a, a, a whole studio. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't have a lot of money at the end of the month, but I was able to go create with my photos if I wanted to, with my computer if I wanted to, my projector. I could see. So you invested back in yourself? It, no, I invested into just being, doing what I wanted to do. You know, not having 
to be on someone else's time and creating somebody else's space. And that's where most of my money has gone to in the last couple of years. And I told somebody, I said, you know, I never mind if I ever lose money because money always comes and goes. My main thing that me determining whether or not I'm broke is whether or not I have I have to wake up for somebody. You sound like Damon Dash <laughs> right there. Is that what he said? <laughs> he said something similar to that. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't have to wake up for nobody. That's the that's the main thing. It's like if I want to sleep all week, I can sleep all week. I, I sometimes, you know, I sometimes even with my lingerie may have clients that I just hey refund those twenty clients because. They just don't want to wait. So here, just refund them. What's the yeah. wait time on average? It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. That's the whole thing. Oh, you understand? Okay. Like, I'm not running a fucking company for you. You feel me? Like, <laughs> I run artistic. I, I run a company with artistic pieces. And if you vibe with that, they're going to come, like, immediately. Bow. But the people that rock with me, they rock with knowing that they're getting something of quality. It's like, you wouldn't come to, if he were alive, you know, Johnny Versace and say, Hey, uh, uh, you getting that dress today? You know what I'm saying? You'd be right. like, hey, man, he's creating me a dress. I can't wait till that motherfucker's done. You know what I'm saying? And that's how you really should be. And I'm not creating shit in a motherfucking factory where you should be like, it takes two days because these motherfuckers is too dang your shit regardless. I'm running shit in a, in a way that this shit is all hand sold. And because it's all hand sold, sometimes my best motherfucking sewer got a foot. Uh, ache and can't sew for me today mm -hmm. and as can't sew for me today means she missed the deadline on the other person that has to mm -hmm. sew the strings you know what I'm saying and that could put something behind three days it could put it behind a fucking week just the one notion right there but you could move in and have this person sew it in and not get sewn as well and which one do you want and my lingerie line has sustained because like a girl came last night she had four pieces right. she's like I want the entire collection it's sustained because once you get it, you know I got some really fucking dope shit. And if you haven't got it, you don't know that. And you're not, it's not for you. You know, like somebody today, this just happened today. They wrote me about an order um, that all of the orders I got, they were supposed to ship out on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And they got delayed because I went to jail. You know, right. and they couldn't get, they couldn't get a um, confirmation without me confirming them. Like, right. I confirm every fucking piece it has to me. I, like, that's why no one can say, like, I had I had one client that had a piece that had a slit in it, mm -hmm. right? And after that, I said, I want to see every fucking piece. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So that right. means if I have a thousand customers this week, I want to see every one of them fucking thousand pieces because I don't want any customer not having the right piece. And, and that backlash is not worth me seeing all of the pieces. So... If I didn't give a go for like everything to like go out at that time, or if my assistant who was with me, she's the <laughs> only other person that could give that go, you know what I'm saying? Like, and she's trying to bail me out of jail. There's nobody to get the go. So you guys are gonna slow up, you know? And that 20 orders doesn't fucking matter. If you if you really rocked with the company, you would have waited. And if you really don't rock with the company, I don't fucking care for you to have the orders. These are handmade pieces. They're going to be sold. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's <laughs> nothing I have that I'm just going to be sitting around like, damn, I shouldn't have made all of these. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, they're going to be sold. Like, and so I just want the people that I'm selling them to, to understand that what they got was a piece of art, number one. Something that was hand-created, number two. So you don't sell laundry, you sell art. I sell art. I hand-picked out every fucking piece of these fabrics, touch everything that you see is hand picked by me 
the fucking fabric dyed, the color that it would be dyed, the strings, how long the cut is, make the cut longer, skinnier. Every one of these pieces, every one of these pieces, the pattern was cut by me and first designed by me and redesigned by me. Every single fucking piece. So when I'm saying that, it's not like I'm saying, yeah, I want those in blue and send me a hundred in blue. No, it's like, all right, now I'm about to make the blue and I have a purple that's sitting right behind you. Some some people have seen that purple since May. I just haven't, it haven't clicked with me what the rest of the intricate pieces to finish the purple. Every time I keep finishing it, I'm like, I don't want to release this. Like people really been waiting on purple. It's gotta be so dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. And so, when I when I if I said to people like, "Hey, purple is dropping in June, and purple don't drop till September," people understand just like an artist with an album. Oh, he's giving us a better album. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I told people like, imagine I had pre-orders one month, and I said everyone who had a pre-order, it's not going to drop for another three weeks. If you want a refund, let me know. So everybody who wanted those pre-orders can have them. You know what I'm saying? Like. Uh, and everybody, I think I had one refund. Everybody's like, nah, 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 I want a refund. Right. Like, like, just wait until it, you know, until it happens. What, it satisfied? Of course. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have nobody gets a piece and wants a refund. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's my whole point. You're not going to get it and want a refund. I'll refund any client in, before they got the piece, you know? Mm -hmm. There was one client that, that got a piece and said that, oh, she wanted a refund and swore that the piece was worn. I said, people can't even try my fucking pieces. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not, this is not, I don't want to say any companies, but it's not any cheap company. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, it's not, and I'm not producing in bulk where I'm like, hey, come on, come on, try on what you want, and then get out of here. No, What's the price point, too, speaking of that? Long um, from what to what? Now I have things that have a price point of $60. Okay. Um, but so you can go from 60 to? To 250 generally. Um, at the fashion show, we release certain pieces that, are crazy limited and those are certain pieces that started a thousand and up hand jeweled or hand beaded or you know what i mean like what, what one price points one of threes what price point like moves the most hmm? what price point moves the most pieces like the high level the low end or like the mid level your 120 dollar um, pieces the, the 60 dollar pieces of course are going to move the most okay but i prefer not to sell them okay and the, and the reason why is, and, and, and it's so funny that certain people do fuck things up for other people. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like I'm about to have to raise the price of my $60 bikini to at least $80 just to weed certain people out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like 80 or $90 just to weed certain people out because people who buy things uh, for a lesser price or a cheap price they think they brought a lesser piece. You know what I'm saying? And, mm -hmm. and and it's like, no, you brought a very fucking expensive piece for a lesser price. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And just so I could have a larger clientele base. But then also, they're used to complaining. It's so funny that people who are used to spending more money are not complaining. They, you are taught on television that they complain. But when you spend a million dollars on a painting, you say, hit me when it's done. <laughs> you understand you don't say I want this by Friday because you want to make sure your fucking million dollar painting is amazing you know so when people buy like my piece and it's like the dream and I say hey the fabric is sold uh, the fabric is sold out we're waiting on the next shipment of that fabric if you want to wait you can wait if not I'll refund you right now they say no I will wait they you know what I'm saying like 
But the ones that were brought a $60 piece, they like, no, refund me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, okay, cool. But then, or the, or the $60 one will be the one that you get a charge back on if it's a day late. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because they're so used to buying from high volume, low quality companies that they just want the speed. And people, people have been like that for a long time. I've been fortunate enough to not fall into certain gimmicks and so my life has structured differently. I don't use microwaves. I appreciate cooking it in the fucking oven. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, don't cook my fucking pizza in the How microwave. How you cook your popcorn? I don't cook popcorn, honestly. <laughs> you know, I don't cook popcorn. But when I, I did, you. I would cook it with butter in but, the pan, hey, butter in the right. pan, or, 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 or a hot air uh, popcorn maker. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like, right. I don't have popcorn makers the same way. Yeah. But I'm not putting it in a bag and putting it. I don't even see hot air popcorn makers anymore that used to yeah. have the buttermilk. I know you saw. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like a blow dryer type yeah, of yeah, you know, yeah. deal. But, um, but the thing is, I don't, I, I don't appreciate the fast, uh, the, you know, I, I, fast or slow, I, I could appreciate it. I don't appreciate things that were done in a rush. You know, okay. I don't appreciate that. And and you could tell when things are done in a rush. I got a song out right now that everybody likes, but I know there were little parts that were rushed and I wouldn't release it to iTunes until I went back to Clarity. You know what I'm saying? Like, and everybody, what are you doing? Put it out. Mm -hmm. Nope, nope, nope. You know what I'm saying? Shit, I've already done that. I've already had an album that I cringe at certain notes. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and Do you and, think by waiting, sometimes people... Or you have missed the mark sometime or anything like that? No. I used okay. to think like that. You didn't strike when the arm was hot? Yeah, I used say? to think like that. But now what I know is if you have something, if you have anything worth doing, it's worth doing right. And if it's done right, it's going to find its time because time repeats itself. And so you got to think about it just like this. There are certain people discovering the Beatles today. Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix today. Tupac. The Temptations. Biggie. Tupac. Biggie. They're good songs. They're not discovering their wax songs. And right. Tupac and Biggie both <laughs> had some wax songs. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, some real shit. They both, had, they both had some songs that was weak as shit that they was going in the studio trying to, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, right. get, finish their album for the record label. It, right. we, we, we all do the same thing. You know, right. we all human. But they shit that was golden. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, all eyes on me. You know what I'm right. saying? Uh, even to hit them up as a as a diss song. Right. Anytime a new diss song come back out, it's like, hey, listen to hit him up again. You know what I'm saying? Anytime a new diss song comes out, listen to no Vaseline. You know what I'm saying? Ice Cube. Like, I was yeah. I was just thinking that too when you said diss songs. Yo, and so and, and that's what I'm saying. And that so, came up doing the uh, Eminem doing MJK. It, it's supposed yeah, to, yeah. even though it's 30 years later. Because did you take your time on that? Did you know that that was solid? Right. And if it was solid. The thing is, generation it's a, the generational gaps happen, whereas if you heard this as a baby, you caught the nostalgia in it. Right. So later on, when you're older, you're looking for these nostalgic moments as a baby. And those songs, all of those songs that were, that were played during the time that you were a baby, you're going to love. Anybody who says uh, they love Marvin Gaye, they say, why you love Marvin Gaye? My parents. My parents, yeah. When I grew up, they was playing Marvin Gaye. Stevie Wonder. You see, they was, when I was a little kid, they don't say when I was a teenager, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you, you feel me? They, right. they, so they have a gap of being them, and then their mind looking for these nostalgic moments. And when you go back, you're going to look and see, was this shit good or was it whack? And the shit that was good, I'm... 
dun, 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 all right. All right, that's going to play forever. Right. There's never going to be a time that someone says, stop fucking playing that shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, because it was amazing. But imagine how many fucking songs in that same time are lost. And everybody was going to play that shit. You know what I'm saying? And those people are lost. They sitting around broke. And they're going to lie. <laughs> they're not making no residuals. Because they can't tour no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's why I say that I don't believe that. It's, it's like the rabbit in the hair. Because I've spent a long time feeling like I was behind everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, you've had conversations with me like, man, like, I'm doing everything. And I feel yeah. like I'm behind everybody. But I'm waiting and I just won't put it out until the fucking shit is right. And I'm losing friends because I won't put it out until it's right. And I'm losing more friends because... He's the motherfucker holding the shit up, you know, and I'm like, right. well, take my name off of it or put it, put it out. If you're going to put this out, man, take my fucking name off of this shit. Right. And we're not friends no more because I, you done wasted my time and my, my energy, my innate, my artistic drive, you know? Right. So no, I don't believe, I don't believe, I think that you, you, you do yourself a great injustice by just putting out a lot of fucking crap. Um, and most people don't do it because they want to do it. They do it because they're Time contractually tracks. obligated okay. to numbers. And they have to meet this stream mm-hmm. amount. So, and they one song didn't do it, so they got to put out 10. You know We've all saying? seen artists rush an album just to get off a record label deal. Just rush an I album? I have an obligation to the record label. Let me put this out, and I'm done. I'm done, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I, I recorded that album in a week. Yeah. Why did you record your album in a week? <laughs> oh, man, I wanted to get the, the fuck, fuck off on. the label. Yeah. The week before the nigga told me, <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I said, I'm giving them this, I'm, I'm, I'm out of this bitch. So yeah, that happens. So like I said, when I first met you, mm-hmm. I would describe you as a photographer. Mm-hmm. Now, not so much, but mm-hmm. you still do shoot. But I do want to know, what are your thoughts on photography versus when you started and versus now? Because it's, social media wasn't around then, so different. it seemed like it's a lot... Now I know a lot more photographers yeah. than I did. You know what I mean? You know, and maybe they were always there. I just didn't know. I it. think that people have always wanted to be, people always wanted to take pictures. Okay. Um, guys always want to fuck. Okay. Um, and You think a whole, whole hell of a lot going as much as they say? As much as people seem to think? You think it, as much as that going as listen, people listen, say? Of course, because, because I fuck a lot. I okay. fuck all the time. Because you're a photographer? I fuck all the time no matter what the fuck I'm doing. Okay. Like when I was a singer, I was fucking all the time. Okay. Photographer, I'm fucking all the time. I was selling cars, I was fucking all the time. And, nigga, <laughs> and the hood nigga that club all the time, I was fucking all the time. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like, that's how people are. People want to fuck. And they want to fuck all the time. Okay. And, you know, if you're in a dynamic in a situation where, you know, there's some benefit that you could see in the fucking, outside of the fucking, it makes the fucking better. You know, <laughs> repeat so, that. So if, you, if you're in a situation where you have some benefit that you can see in the fucking outside of the fucking, then it makes the fucking better. Right. So fucking with a purpose. Yeah, like, it's like if I'm fucking and I just went on this trip, the fucking is better. Not because your dick is better, just because I'm thinking, damn, and I'm on a trip. If I liked you, that's that's the trip made the sex better. You know what I'm saying? Like, so people think that. You know, people are just fucking for photos and stuff like that. A lot of times people is catching genuine connections, number one. Okay. And two, we're in a time where you're not really faulted for catching these genuine connections. There was a time that, oh, I haven't known this person for three years, so I can't, you know. And now people is really being real, like women and men, and, and, and saying, I like fucking. 
You know what I'm saying? I savages, like, man. Females it's are not savages. A, it's not a savage <laughs> thing. It's, 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 really, it's really that there was so long that a woman couldn't get a job or not even a job that could take care of her or, or anything like that. So her best bet was to get a man that man. could, right? right? And for her to do that, she has to pose herself as a certain way. So now she's a hoe again because she's she's adapting her life for her future employer, which is her fucking husband. You mm -hmm. understand? And so now that women aren't thinking about that, like women yeah. can make millions of dollars from their fucking Instagram page or something, mm -hmm. they're saying... I just want a nigga to eat my pussy today and leave me the fuck alone because that's what I really wanted the whole time but I couldn't say that you know what I'm saying like I had it, I would have got fired from my job for saying that you know what I'm saying but now or, I don't have to get up and report to anybody yeah or yeah or a nigga would have told me that no one will ever marry me because I'm that girl in the city you know what I'm saying now it's like why well, I'm not even trying to get married I was only trying to get married for the security if you ask 99% of women why they get in relationships, I guarantee the first word they say is security. Security. It's the same reason that you get certain jobs. Why are you going to be a doctor? Security. Right? So they're not, so so you meet people that don't want to do certain things because they don't want to vi violate that security. But now that we're in a more uh, entrepreneurial um, stage in life, then we're not thinking about that. And you got to think of who photographers are who models are, who actresses are, who, you know, everyone in that realm, and people be like, oh, everybody's fucking each other in that realm. No, all of these people are thinking like, more like, I don't I don't live in your same world. If I wanted right. to really- Yeah, that I do agree with. Yeah, if I really wanted to fuck Rihanna, I'm next to Rihanna, you know what I'm saying? Like, why wouldn't you I- Fuck who you around. Fuck who you around. Yeah, 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 yeah that exactly. I do, yeah, that and, I do. And, and like-minded people are, you know, uh, 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 they're going to attract each other as well, you know. So if you're living in a fast life, you're going to attract fast life type people, you know. And I only say fast life in terms of if I'm traveling around the world, I might not be thinking about fucking the same person unless they could travel around the world well, with, with you. Me. You feel me? So if I meet a person who's a photographer, if they're a director, if they're this more than likely they're going to ask me to go to the fucking club to the bar to the this to the that and they're going to have they're going to be able to travel the same kind of way i travel they're we're going to get there they're going to know the same kind of people our vibe is going to be cool and they're leaving tomorrow and i'm leaving tomorrow you know what i'm saying and we're not and no one's about to say to us you're a hoe and all of this and any other it's like it's a totally different vibe and people be mad if they don't know that vibe if you're not in that world you don't know it and, and, but I've been in both worlds, you know, so. So um, how has photography changed from, from then to now? Photography has changed in, in the game of a lot of people get in photography just to feel good and have sex. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like They do it for clout. It's not, no, not for clout. It has nothing about photography. It's just a sex session. You know what I mean? That, <laughs> that, that, that I don't know how to say what's up, and you don't know how to say what's up, and neither one of us want to feel bad. You know what I'm saying? Like... Then photography has changed in terms of girls don't girls are lazy and they don't want they they know that if I post more I'll get more followers they don't even know what they're getting the followers for but they're like if I post more I'll get more followers but I don't want to take pictures myself so photographers really become like um, homegirls taking pictures you know and that's changed the photography game a lot so you see a lot of 
here's a million pictures and they none of them are really edited. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it's just a bunch of bullshit. But it's enough. So is that the camera update. phone thing? No, oh, this is okay. re real cameras. That's what I'm saying. It's just okay. enough for you to keep updating your Instagram every fucking day. Like, but but that's changed a lot about photography because who would update their Instagram with a new photo shoot five times a fucking day? Right. Damn, you didn't shot three hundred times this year. Right. Your photo shoots. How much? How classy could this be? Not even classy, but how how much time or effort could you have fucking put into this? into any of it you didn't make 300 movies this year you know what i'm saying like you didn't make 300 songs this year if i just told you that i sat in this hotel room and made 300 lingerie pieces in the last hour you would be like the quality is yeah yeah there's no way yeah there's no way right i do want to ask you this though because you thrive in social media a lot of people do mm -hmm. so if social media crashed tomorrow right would you still have a successful business of course and describe how it would still work because I hear a lot of people saying they have businesses on social media and this, that, and the third. I'm like, yeah, my, but... my social media has been deleted four times. That's number one. Mm -hmm. My social media is heavily blocked and flagged. That is number two. I reach possibly 2% of my following. That's number three. The things that I do are way outside of social media. I have over over 15,000 numbers in my phone. Everybody knows that the way that I even started my lingerie line, you had to text to get a piece of lingerie. You couldn't get it any other fucking mm -hmm. way. You understand? Like, I mean, I'm not giving you a link. You couldn't get it any other way. There's a whole bunch of times that I do shit and you have to text for a password or you have to email for a password or you got to send a picture, name, Instagram, city, yeah, name, number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, uh, I know that information is fucking key and my information, imagine, is like a fucking Facebook. I know every fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? So when I'm thinking demographic-wise, I'm not thinking about social media. I'm thinking my social media can collapse at any fucking time. And I'm not going to be a victim of social media. I'm not going to be, if, so, if my social media, if I end, I might change my whole social media platform. Go from, I had 200,000 followers on MySpace. And then the next day, Twitter, top of MySpace, and you, no one got on MySpace. The only thing they got on MySpace to do was to change their handle name to their Twitter name. Mm -hmm. And then Twitter overnight was like, we off of this motherfucker. We on Instagram. Now, people are still on Twitter, yes, but not like they were. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, now a lot of them are on Instagram. A lot right. of them are on Facebook. They used to be on Black Planet. Right. You know, they used to be on Mocha Lounge before that. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of motherfucking places that people used to be at Yahoo, AIM. I used to throw big-ass parties through AIM. I know about gathering databases. You know what I'm so saying? for you, it's about information. It's, it's about all about information, and I've already reached over five hundred thousand people. My followers are not like me trying to gain numbers. It's like they know who the fuck I am, and I know who the fuck they are. When I see them, they like, hey, I'm like, hey, I might not know your name, but I know you, and we were talking about this. <laughs> you were with me yesterday. A girl yeah. said something. She was talking to me about nine months ago on my live. I'm right. like, yeah, I remember yeah. exactly the conversation. Right. So I know now when I'm moving throughout the world. I'm secure in that way and I'm just I, I feel like social media can burn out at any time and all I'm trying to do is just expand the reachability that I have because I know that I'm a lot there are a lot of people that are looking to cut me off microphone wise but if so many people know me you can't you can't stop my presence you're you know? entrenched okay 
One of the labels that I didn't bring up, but some people might still know you as model manager. Mm -hmm. Now, right now, you're not doing that, mm -hmm. right? So my question is, would you ever manage girls again? And has that experience, from what you've experienced, has that made you shy away from that? I think that and also, me. one more thing, last part of that question is, and out of all the girls you've worked with, who are you the most proud of? I'm putting a little pressure on you. You have to answer that. I don't have any pressure on it. I'll yeah. I, I answer that probably first. All okay. the girls that I work with, most proud of. And for the audience, run down who you've worked with directly. I mean, you've worked with your circle is large. Who have you worked with directly? You're talking about the girls that I've managed. Managed, right. Put that press on them. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, the thing about it is, is, is things are recorded in a moment. Mm -hmm. And like my, the girls that I've managed are like my sisters some days. They're like my children some days. Mm -hmm. And they're like my motherfucking uh, mom some days. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Less days like my mom, more like my sister and my children, mm -hmm. you know? And so, just like a family member, some days I'm more proud of some than the others. Right. You know? Of course. And so, I was thinking right now of who I'm the most proud of, but it really was in the moment, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's a very hard question to answer because I know secretly a whole bunch of projects that are happening that the audience wouldn't know and, and, you can't and the girls yet. aren't privy to, you know? And right. who knows which one is bigger? Like, mm -hmm. one of them has an album coming out, mm -hmm. one of them has a movie coming out. Mm -hmm. One of them has another clothing line coming out. One of them has a bigger clothing deal coming out. One of them has a big, uh, right. uh, uh, you know, uh, makeup uh, and hair product coming out. And not saying coming out like, oh, I just said it. Coming out like, oh, I didn't put a hundred grand into it and it's about to drop. You know right, what I'm saying? Yeah, but nobody you. knows, you know? No, I got you. And so I would say whose success thus far calculated I'm the most proud of would be would be Lyra. Okay. Um Next, for the audience, name who you've managed directly. Lyra Mercer. Right. Um Tori Bricks, Miracle Watts, Raven Tracy, uh Cleopatra Mariah Bias, Kamaya Adams, Crystal Renee. Smith now, right? Smith now. Um Bria. Bria Miles, it's a lot now. Okay. Um, I think I think those are the main people. I think. Right, that, that's why I think the audience. I, feel like I've always, I always feel like I always miss one of them, you know. And they always. I think people bad. would attach Bernice to you, but I don't think you ever. Yeah, I, you know, Bernice. we talked a lot about us managing, uh, about me managing Bernice. But I, like I told Bernice, she struck me at a time that I no longer wanted to manage anybody, mm. and it and and because. People are um, fickle, you know, and for me to manage somebody, I would necessarily, I wouldn't, I would have to really end my friendship with them. Mm -hmm. You see, because it's the same reason why, you know, managing and a boyfriend really doesn't really work because you have two managers then. One is a personal manager and the other one is thinking business. Oh, you're saying somebody you manage have a boyfriend? No. What are you saying? saying that if you manage something, you being a manager and a boyfriend. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, because now... Of who you were managing? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Because now it's a, it's a triple dynamic now. 
you know. But wasn't that you and uh, yeah, Merkel? It's it pretty me, open. It was yeah, you and was Merkel. Me, yeah, me and Miracle, me, right. me and Crystal. Right. Um, it's pretty out there, but I don't really want to say any other names. But um, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but you know the, the the thing is um um you know that it it just creates a dynamic where you are um you're like managing is supposed to be you're making sure everything is in order. Contracts come in. This person got the contract. She showed up to the club on time. Yeah, you're you're yeah. the middleman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and if I'm managing you, I have to now objectify you because I can't think of you as sick. I got to think of you as being at Washington and K Street at twelve o'clock on Tuesday the thirty first. You understand? So I don't give a fuck if in the meantime you get sick. Your sister is having a baby. Your boyfriend wants you to go to Dubai. You ain't seen your kid. You understand? You're contractually like, obligated. You're contractually to, fucking uh, obligated to be here at fucking two o'clock on the thirty-first. You know. When I say that, you know, I can manage somebody remotely. You know, or I would say I could, I could promote or do for something for somebody remotely that somebody was managing. Mm-hmm. That I know you're making sure all of this happens and I don't got to fucking talk to this person okay. about their personal feelings. And that's why I don't want to manage anybody. Because Bernice truly is my friend. Mm-hmm. And so I would think if she wants to get up in the middle of the night, you know. But if somebody wasn't my friend, I would be like, the movie call time is 4 a.m. Motherfucker, do not be there later than 4 a.m. You right. know what I'm saying? And if you are later than 4 a.m., guess what? That money that's in the account will not get cleared. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I'm going. That will be hell. This will be docked, and I won't give a fuck that you're getting evicted because you're not my friend. You're uh, you're on paper, and that's how these record labels treat people and these companies treat people. And they think that um, it's a problem. It's just business. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just business. It's just yeah. what it is. They're gonna lose, or you're gonna lose, or they're both gonna win if you do what the fuck you were supposed to obligate right. you you was obligated to do. So when people say that's why they don't stop the tour when the guy has a drug problem. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> You got to get out there and give me these 30 dates. Where the wheel go? I didn't sign up for your drug problem. I signed up for 30 motherfucking <laughs> dates. You know what I'm saying? And I was told that in these 30 dates, the insurance covered 30 dates of you. You know what I'm saying? Now, if your drug problem leads you to be hospitalized and the insurance want to cover it, we'll cancel what the insurance allows us to cancel. Right. The insurance will allow us to cancel three dates. We put, oh, the insurance... Uh, call for this is a personal drug problem and that didn't get covered on insurance so now you got to make up these three dates now you got to make them up and you owe us another 300 grand so now you owe us another fucking album good luck you know what I'm saying like and oh my record label is so shicey no they're on paper they're not looking at your personal fucking issues so no I don't want to I don't want to really manage a person because it, it, it's a stressful life mm-hmm. of hearing people's issues all day you know what I'm saying and, and, and being intertwined with their issues all day I don't want to be that anymore Clothing don't have issues to me. You know what okay. I'm saying? Like it don't talk to me about no problems. So, a couple more questions here, man. This one of all, I, I wanted to ask you, and it slipped my mind, but this is just on my mind, man. So, I guess it was a couple of years ago. I can't remember, but it was Drake's Houston Appreciation Weekend, mm-hmm. and Drake put up the band and said it was Malaya, Lear, and Merkel. Mm-hmm. And he said it was retiring them from stripping or dancing or whatever, right? And I was like, because mm, I know you. I was like, mm, Drake taking credit for something he didn't do. Mm-hmm. 
facet, Hassan did that. Yeah. Now, no, nobody said anything about that. Mm-hmm. Larry didn't say it. Miracle didn't say it. Drake didn't say it. But I know you directly did it. So how did you feel? Do you, and so that leads me, do you feel like you get enough credit in the industry, period? I felt like they're getting paid and, and they're going to they're gonna go into getting paid. They're, they're girls that are young in the uh-huh. industry. And the checks are large. You know, I don't really fault them for that because... Okay. And, and during that time, most of them didn't have the relationship that they have with me now. And I want to okay. say on record, everyone I ever fucking worked with works with me now. Okay. In some capacity. Everyone I ever fucking worked with works with me now. So that is to say, and anybody who ever had a thing to say about, oh, it must be, it must be that, it must be this, it must be that, everyone I fucking work with you could see them on my fucking Instagram in this month. You understand what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. oh damn, he didn't shot or when and then was there with and then went with her to this point and then they got oh okay, okay. And that is key. You know, it's just, you know, I don't even want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, uh, uh, okay. Into that, but but in the in the retirement thing, you know, people, it, it's just another gimmick that sells something and it's right. a media line. You know. That's great. I don't really have a problem with, with media lines, but we know the reality of it is you can't tie, retire a person throwing 20, 30, 40 grand in the club even, and that's a lot of money to throw in the club. Yes. But, you know, I've seen Lyra with rings that's worth over 100 grand, so how you retire somebody with a ring that's worth over 100 grand? Well, I think they meant retire from dancing. That's what, no, that's what I'm saying. Right. Retire from dancing to what? How would you retire from dancing? You didn't manage them. You didn't grab them and bring them into another career. You didn't give them any other opportunity. Oh, you're saying him. him you're saying right, that yeah. you came in there and threw some money and then they left the strip club? Okay. No girl would do that. You right. know what I'm saying? That's they true. would come back the next Looking night. For, for the next year. For the yeah, next 20000 like, What the fuck? That right. wouldn't retire them from dancing. Right. Okay. This is my last question as uh, we, we end it, man. Mm-hmm. So, what do you want people to think or do when they hear the name Facet? And what impact do you want to leave in the field of lingerie, modeling, singing, just period? What, uh, what is know, your legacy? What do you want your legacy to be? Is, but you don't be like, what? I said, I don't know what date it is, but I want okay. to captain's log this because this, is, this may not be my permanent thought, but it okay. is my thought as of today. Um, and it's for September 20th? Yes. Okay, September 23rd, 2018. When I hear people say facet, I want them to think that anything is possible and when I say anything is possible it doesn't mean that you're working all your fucking life to gather up a talent so you can be signed by somebody anything is possible anything literally anything whatever the fuck you want to be possible is possible and you know somebody said to me if I was playing Kobe Bryant one on one how many points do you think I scored I said I'd win the game, so it depended on how many points we was going up to. And they like, man, what the fuck? What you mean you win the game? But now we have LeBron James, and that's not to say that Kobe's better than LeBron and LeBron's better than Kobe. But it's a motherfucking argument now, ain't it? Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? But at the time, somebody would have told him. There's an argument between uh, LeBron and Jordan. There's an argument between LeBron and Jordan. There's an argument between them all and KD. There's an argument between now them and Steph Curry, you know? Um, but the thing is, at a time, there would have been no argument. You know, a person would have been programmed to think they could not beat this person. 
you know, and somebody has to have the mindset to say, it's just another fucking obstacle, person or thing or whatever. Any fucking thing is possible. This is Iverson when he crosses Jordan twice in a row, <laughs> you know, and, and to everyone else, they wouldn't try that move on Jordan. That's why they won't cross them. They don't have a little slight hesitation in their body that causes Jordan to have a slight edge Man. on taking the ball. You know what I'm saying? Going down court and dunking it. When you when when he comes to jump, your mind is thinking he's gonna dunk on me. And so you don't jump as high. You already gave him the victory. And somebody's thinking, I'm finna block this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? When he come in, oh he sends Jordan shit. I just seen Jason Tatum dunked on LeBron. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like and wasn't like a I snuck you, you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah, you yeah, under the yeah. rim, here I come, and, I'm, and and I bet LeBron thought he's gonna go for a layup because I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. and in that slight moment, now this motherfucker's like, now nah, I'm taking this motherfucking opportunity. So when they hear me, I say, no matter where you are, no matter how what old how old you are, where you at in life, what city you in, we weren't always in this era, but from this era, we've we've already been gifted and insight in seeing that all of this shit is possible. And the stories that we've been told are not possible are lies. Anything that you cannot act out right now is a motherfucking lie. Take about a hundred people right now, try to act out some of these motherfucking stories. If you can't act it out, it's a motherfucking lie, okay? And then you know that everything that is possible is possible. You know what I'm saying? Like right. spinning through the air into atmosphere as a person okay that may not be possible but if it is fucking possible then you can do it too you know what i'm saying like, right and, that, and that's, that's 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 pretty much it all right i want to thank you for uh taking the time to uh sit down and talk with me man appreciate it man always love man always 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 love, man. Always love. and i just want to say i'm going to put this podcast over you know somebody being sexy or a sexy video or something because it's going to make people listen to it more Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> we out. All right.